0: A couple of great live panels coming up in April. If you're in Los Angeles, hey, why don't you come to these? They're going to be fun, and you can get your questions answered. Uh, April 14th, the Conan writers, uh, including the head writer, the former head writer, all the staff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, These are funny, hilarious, smart people. You should come see them talk. Uh, That's on April 14th. And then on April 24th, it's a big panel. With Michael Malley, who wrote for Shameless. He's also an actor and comedian. He's been around for years and's a great guy. Uh, ben Queen, who created A to Z on NBC, has a new pilot this year. Hugh Stuerbikov, also a robot chicken guy, also has a new pilot. Uh, we have the Misha Green and Joe Pokaski, the uh, creators of Underground on uh, WGN. And finally Stephanie Weir. Uh, formerly a uh, writer and actor on Mad TV. She wrote for The Millers. She is terrific and funny and worth your time. That's on April 24th. Come see both of these. Go to writerspanel.tumblr.com for links to tickets. Follow me on Twitter at Ben Blacker for links to tickets. Uh, they all benefit a 26 la So you're doing a good thing for the world and yourself. Hope to see you there.
1: Now entering Nerdist.com
0: Today's episode is recorded at ATX Television Festival. This year's fest is June 9th through 12th, and you should be there. They've already announced really cool stuff, like an Everybody Loves Raymond Reunion, Terriers, The Shield, uh, with a bunch of writers from that show. They've got Norman Lear. They've got Hart Hansen. Come on out. Go to ATXFestival.com. Get your badge June 9th through 12th and come say hello.
2: Of Michael Jacobs, who created *Boy Meets World*, making his way in. Oh, well, here we go. Rowan Blanchard, Sabrina Carpenter, Ben Savage, and Michael Jacobs. I was just reminding everyone, we were here two years ago for the reunion. Um, at the time, you guys, it was just right before you guys got word that Girl Meets World had been picked up. So now that you're sort of well into season two, Michael, I'm curious, how's the experience been? Um, you know, have you learned anything new? Is it very different from, from the first time around?
1: Yeah, they're animals. <laughs> Uh, it's been a magnificent experience. We, we couldn't be more lucky. We have you to thank, frankly, because the audience had a choice to embrace this or to not embrace this. And they did. They trusted it. Uh, we introduced you to the girls, which I thought was the most important thing to do in season one. It was about friendship. Um, you, you accepted and embraced the girls. You accepted and embraced their friends. Uh, and this season is about growth. I think that season one was good. I think that we well represented Boy Meets World. I think that it enhances the, the little legacy that we found out that we had. But I think season two is magnificent. Um, the first five that aired are, are, we thought, really good and representative of what's to come. But what is to come is magnificent, and I'll let them tell you about it.
2: Um, well, before we get to that, you know, this, this show really is grounded in the friendship. And, and without that perfect dynamic between these two, it just, you wouldn't have the show, and you wouldn't have the same thing you had with, you know, Corey and Sean. Um, talk about casting Rowan and Sabrina and, and finding the perfect <clears throat> dynamic between the perfect BFFs.
1: Okay, so I'm going to start, and then you guys will come in. I, don't, I, I said, okay. they said, are you going to do all the talking? I said, no, I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> Um, here's what happened. Uh, we, I I called Ben and I said, "You want to do it again?" And <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a cartoon with speed lines. Yes, I want to. And and Ben was completely uh, um, positive and and wanted to recreate it, but conditionally. Um, we knew that we were going to be on Disney Channel. Disney Channel had asked. They 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 said do you want to do Boy Meets World again? I said, no, it's still on the air, and, and there's no reason to do it again. We're proud of what we, we've done. And one of the executives there said, there's really nothing on TV that did what you guys did. Don't you want to take the chance to do it again? And I said, no, but half of my, my yes. And so we, we took a night, and I called, uh, and Ben was completely receptive to it. And I called back and I said, listen, we don't want to do Boy Meets World again. Uh, sequels are usually not very good un- unless you're Francis Ford Coppola. But <laughs> I said, what we would do is, in real time, there's been an- enough time and travel that Corinne Topanga could have had children. And before I got the sentence out of my mouth, they said, when could you get here? And we started, <laughs> we started the-, the series. Casting was extraordinary. We, I, I said, Ben, come on in. And Ben sat in on all of the casting, and he read with all of the actors. It wasn't going well. Because <laughs> what happened was, we wrote a script that... It was grounded in reality. Boy Meets World was always grounded in reality. Y- you know, y- you guys have helped make us understand, you know, uh, how well we did. We didn't know until we announced Girl Meets World. And now, last night, I go back to, to, to my room. I don't know what time it was, but I turn on the television. Three episodes of Boy Come. I guess it was ABC Family. Mm-hmm. Cha- and and I, yeah. three episodes. It was ABC Family. Saw- I, I, it was ABC
3: Family, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs>
1: And it, it was three good episodes. It was that fight between Corey and Topanga, that long, protracted fight.
4: Just yeah.
1: You remember that, Ben? You selling magazine was it yeah. 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 And then the war, which was my favorite. Uh, my, and so, so anyway, I'm, and then. I get up this morning and I put it on the TV. I cannot get away from him. So, so, so what happens is Ben and I are sitting there at Disney Channel and we're we're casting and, you know, Disney Channel tends to cast fourteen, fifteen year old uh, girls, guys, and I'm listening to him read these lines and I'm thinking this is a coming of age comedy and the difference between boy meets world and girl meets world was elucidated in in casting, because. These 14, 15-year-old girls reading these lines, um, if I can be blunt, I I just felt like, you know, they read the scenes, lit up a cigarette, and discussed their pregnancies. (laughs) I mean, it was just... (laughs) On Disney Channel. (laughs) Way beyond. And I said to Gary Marsh, who runs the network, this is a mistake. And he said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go younger he said you go a little younger I said I want to go real I saw one girl and her name was Rowan Blanchard and I told her that she was too young
3: and then I started to cry
1: (laughs) and um, I want to see her again and their casting told me we have never and we don't think we would cast an 11 year old girl as the lead in a television series And I just love being told I can't do something. (laughs) So um, I brought Rowan back. I read the lines with her. And I had my girl. I just had to make Disney know I had my girl. I had seen Sabrina earlier. Um, She read for both Riley and Maya. And I thought she was a good Riley, but I thought she was a great Maya. When Rowan came in, I had my cast. I put the girls in front of Ben, and Ben has so great. So, he, he, he's their television father, but he was trying to convince them he is their father. And that's how well casting went. Now I'll let you guys talk about your experiences with it.
2: What was the question? <laughs> talk about your casting experiences, and did you guys immediately hit it off?
3: Uh, yeah, um, when I had met Sabrina, I had read with a few different girls from Maya and like, you know, I, you, you don't automatically click with anybody. And then when I met Sabrina, it was just kind of like, oh, like we could be friends because you can only, you know, pretend to be friends with somebody to an extent. Um, and so that's why I'm lucky to have Sabrina because we're best friends. Um, but no, definitely when we, when we read together, I just knew that like our beats, Clicked together and they with also Ben. Told and, us yeah. to go outside and bond. So they did. No, um. Um, we went into the room and they just said go outside and bond. And then we talked about Pink Floyd and Judy Garland for like thirty minutes, as,
2: as most twelve year olds and twelve year olds
3: Yeah, no. And then we read together. And I got her number. I got
5: your number. We texted in the lobby, like we were just waiting, like to hear something. And we were just texting each other, like I see you. And it was—that's <laughs> what I do. Because we're not creepy at all. <laughs> and uh, then after that, it wasn't—it wasn't too long before we heard, and then we just we called each other and yeah. screamed. And she ears. got cast
3: three days after they released. That I was cast, and I knew that she was going to get cast when I read with her. Like I knew that Michael would cast her because she was just I so did. good. I was sad. I knew, I knew, I knew you
2: were going to get cast. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Then what was it like for you? I mean, did you immediately feel like this is my family? And also, you know, Corey and and Maya have a really great relationship Corey too. And Maya. Um, yeah, yeah, they have a very sort of surrogate father relationship going. Um, you know, did did he you guys hit it off father. as well? Did you sort of feel like this is my this is I mean, my new my... family?
4: Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that when we found Rowan and Sabrina, I think to echo what Michael was saying, we wanted girls that were relatable and that were you know people that you thought you could be friends with and i think we found them i think but um yeah i mean i i was really happy with our choices and i think we you know it's been such a such a fun journey watching them grow and mature Hmm. and i don't know if i look at them as my father but i want to be like the cool
3: he's
1: like the father figure
4: the cool uncle i I like the uh, cool uncle No,
1: not creepy. They are so scared. Last night, they were running down the street in Austin, climbing on each other. They are the most wonderful friends. To see them on set (laughs) is the greatest experience. And now they're being all... We're professional here. We're doing a panel. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: Yes? uh,
3: Next question. Um,
2: For Michael, you know, having spinoffs or reboots, a lot of times it's hard to... Um, you know, bring back old faces without leaning too much on the past because you want to, you know, sort of set a future for your new show. But you guys have really seamlessly brought people in and out. Um, how have you struck that balance?
1: Well, in the first year, I really felt that the audience had to embrace Rowan and Sabrina. They already embraced Corinne and Topanga. And the show obviously just will not leave the air. And so what happens <laughs> is that, that um, um, we knew, Ben knew, Danielle knew, we all knew, if if the audience does not embrace these two girls, there is no show. It was uh, as if um, lightning struck because the response to the girls' chemistry was so apparent and, and so quick that I could boot up the process of beginning to introduce them to their previous incarnations. The f- The first thing I wanted was that Maya should get to know Sean Hunter. Um, Because so much was written in the press, we had nothing to do with it. I mean, the press made obvious assumptions that this is the Sean Hunter character, and it's really not so. We're trying to make unique and individual characters, but when two people have a daughter, uh, the daughter will represent... And tilt toward one parent, perhaps a little more. And the question I kept getting was, "Is she quarry or is she Topanga?" And it was Sean Hunter that answered the question. She's Corey with Topanga's hair. You're very lucky. Right. <laughs> so so um, um, we we started bringing in because we thought we did uh, correctly uh, and successfully introduce. Uh, you guys to the girls and all of a sudden Sean came in and I thought did beautifully uh, w- w- in the first season We've, I-, I always felt so bad uh, about um, letting Lee Norris uh, uh, disappear from the original series that Lee Norris was a choice of mine that I wanted to bring back. We're bringing him back three more times this season.
3: Oh yay I didn't know that
1: <laughs> um And we're about to go to the table next week. As soon as we we, um, leave the the festival, we're going to the table with uh, an episode that leans very heavily on uh, Farkle, his father, and his mother, who you know. know.
3: I haven't even been able to figure out who his mom is yet. Yeah, I
1: know. Maybe we shouldn't tell people here.
2: No, no, I'm not gonna say. it. Right. thanks. No, I will say. It. We get
1: it. You know, you know who she is, and and she is. I will tell you the least likely person.
2: No whispering, no fair.
1: <clears throat> She's the least likely person to marry Stuart Mankus. Kathy and, and, Ireland? Is it Kathy Ireland? <laughs> Okay. Uh, Uh, Anyway, um, yeah, and we are bringing back uh, everybody from the series. We just uh, shot a week with uh, Maddie Lawrence, and it it was a wonderful week. Yeah. Um, And Maddie got to sit down with Wilfred L again, and we rekindled that. Uh, In three weeks, on the air, you are going to see Sean reunite with Angela. (laughs) Yeah. Remember that moment.
4: Can I just say one thing? Yes. I think that one of the things that we've we've heard from people, at least initially, was that, you know, we want to see Boy Meets World again, just bring back Boy Meets World. At least that was some of the initial concerns. But I think, as Michael earlier said, that if we had just brought Boy Meets World back initially, I think people would have been like, okay, they would have tuned in for a few minutes and then changed the channel to something else. As he said, I think reunions are fun for a few minutes. But I think what's unique and interesting about this show is that, you know, there's a seed of Boy Meets World, but we're showing how it grew and we're showing what came out of it. And so I think it's just the writers and Michael and everyone have done a beautiful job of kind of integrating the old show with the new show, but also providing it you know you know, providing it to a brand new generation. Some of the messages that we taught in Boy Meets World were kind of, you know, modernizing them and updating them for a brand new generation, which I was just gonna say is it's it's such a totally different world than the world that Corey and Sean and Japanga grew up in with texting and Twitter, and I still don't understand Snapchat, but it's such a complicated world for kids now that I think if we had just brought back Boy Meets World, it would have been like, what? But I think that the writers and everyone have done such a wonderful job of kind of integrating the two series.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, without comparing sort of characters and relationships um, too much, according to and Topanga we're sort of one of the, you know, first made-for-each-other couples. I know people who use that uh, sort of shipper terms. Um, did you say ship? Shipper, yeah. Shipper. Shipper, yeah. You ship them. You ship them. Most people here I'm sure did. <laughs> Michael, do you um, even know what that means? <laughs> you <know>, they
1: want <laughs> you to take the roles.
2: Oh, <laughs> 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 um, but you know, now we have Riley and, and Lucas. What have you learned from having a series-long relationship and sort of the ups and downs that come with that and still having the audience want them to get together but not doing it too early? Um, what have you learned from doing that and sort of applying to perhaps their relationship?
1: There's only one Cori and Topanga. Um, the the, the uh, point of fact is unless we do this real, at the end of the day. Look, when Boy Meets World was on the air, it was a hit show. It was not a mega hit show. It was one of the shows on TGIF, and it was successful after it left the air. And people saw the episodes a number of times. I really do believe that there was a fondness for how smart and real the show was, not just in comparison to the other shows, but just we go through these, these events and episodes that these kids went through. It's a tougher world. Ben, ben knows it. We talk about it all the time. And how they can succeed in this world is with friendship and growth. And that's what the first two seasons were. Friendship and growth. And I will tell you, you guys are going to kill me for what we decided to do with Sean and Angela. But I will tell you that it is right, it is real, and you're going to have to watch the episode six times before you put the guns down. (laughs) Um, To that end, with, with... What is it called? Rukus and Uh, Lukaya and Josiah and and all of uh, yeah, you and Josh, right? Okay, so so with all of the relationships we're doing, there is a method to what we're trying to do. I have a plan, but it is through to the end of the series. And I would say those of you who are watching it, and I guess you're here because you're enjoying it, stay with it there are going to be some radical changes and all of them real and when we end it you will understand belgium 1831 <laughs> and and you will see exactly what we're trying to say just like in boy meets world which is do you mean do well no i mean do good we will do good for you <laughs>
2: Um, I'm curious for you girls, you know, just what has been your, your favorite, you know, thing about being a part of such a, you know, a, a legacy for TV and, and sort of setting the stage for, for the next stage of that. But what's been the most fun for you guys? And
3: um, I think the most special thing, and I can say this for Ben, too, I think, is that, you know, uh, we have two demographics. We have the kids and then we have the Boy Meets World fans. Um, And what's really neat about our show is that the Boy Meets World fans can now watch Girl Meets World with their kids, which is something that's really, really special and um, definitely unique. Uh, And I think that's one of my favorite things. Like, we'll get tweets. Like, you know, I grew up on Boy Meets World, and now I get to watch it with my five-year-old. And that's so, like, special and amazing to me that um, the show was cherished by so many, and now it gets to be carried on. I
2: agree.
3: I think
5: one of the things is that when we're reading these scripts that we get sent every single week on the show, um, you know, we're... Kids, were playing around our same ages and we're growing up every single week. And a lot of these lessons that are written are lessons that we're just learning as we're reading them. Um, So it's not only a learning experience for everyone who's watching the show, but it's also us as we learn what the scripts are about. And we get to find out how really people would react in those situations.
1: And I got a 13-year-old saying demographics. Uh,
2: (laughs) um, You touched on this a little bit before, but what's it been like writing... Teen girl adolescence, as opposed to boys, has it been a, a struggle for you? And, like and as you said, you know, everything really has changed um, in the world, and with texting and, and Twitter, has it just been a very big learning experience for you? No, I
1: have, uh, <laughs> I have a, I have a daughter who's Rachel. here. Rachel is is here, and and Rachel is a unique and wonderful person, and. I was going to say much of it. So cool. All of what I'm writing is because Rachel and I have gone through it. I understand what is real about raising uh, a wonderful and unique uh, young lady. And and we we went out one night. It was it was you guys and Rachel, and we went out one night and wow. we all went to dinner. Yeah, it was it was bag night. It was the actor bag night when we went out. Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh, oh
5: oh oh, <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh,
3: right, right, right,
1: right. And the girls just she fell says. in love, and the girls just fell in love with Rachel, and Rachel tells her stories, and and uh, I, w- I would say that without my relationship with her, this show would certainly not be possible. To write for the young girls growing up, as opposed to writing for, for Ben growing up, is radically different, harder. Uh, and i got to say... More rewarding when we get it right.
2: Mm-hmm. Where would you guys like to see? If if you were so lucky to have your, you know, the show last as long as Boy Meets World, what do you see for the future of of Riley and Maya? Ooh,
3: that's a good question. Um, I'd like to see Riley. I feel like she she's such a person who like is a bit of a control freak, as you guys can probably tell. Um, and I kind of want to see her almost have to really learn that, you know, you can control to a point. And I think she's definitely learning that through season two. We've done a lot of episodes where Riley kind of has to understand that she can't control every situation. Um, Yeah, I just, I I think something like that would be cool. And I'd love to see the girls um, or all of us uh, go to college or something, if that could ever happen. But that'd be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think,
5: speaking for Maya's character, Maya is like one of those people that thinks that she's doomed from the start uh she's got a lot of realistic points of view in that way which are kind of dark but um i'd like to see just good happen for maya because i I think a lot of people like even (laughs) because a lot of people compare sean hunter and you know sean never saw himself ending up well and you know when he first came back you're like what's he doing he's a photographer and that's great but i think um i think maya's got a lot of talents and she's got so many people that love her that she doesn't realize around her especially Riley, and I think she'll definitely do something with
4: that. I want to say one thing that yeah. to add on, Sabrina said something wonderful earlier, which was that they're going through these lessons as they learn them on the show. They're going through them in their personal lives. But I think what's interesting about our show and what we're doing is we're also going through those lessons. And so even, you know, playing a parent, I mean, I'm, I'm not a parent, but <laughs> I mean, the parents are learning lessons, the kids are learning lessons, we're all learning something from that show. And I think that's one of, like, the main staples of boy meets world and girl meets world and our legacy is that you're you're never done meeting the world every day every time you get up no matter what point you are you're at in your life you're meeting the world in some regard and in some aspect and i think that's interesting and i think that's what people kind of you know appreciate about a show like this is that oh you know i'm I'm a dad and i've got this issue with my daughter and oh you know so i think there's something for everybody in our show
3: that's part of the reason I think why Boy Meets World was so successful is that there was a lesson for everybody and something that everybody could take from it There's and a an episode for, for everybody. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, seriously, and I think that's what we're trying to carry with um, Girl Meets World, and that's what Michael's trying to lead is that you know everybody can kind of take something no matter uh, who you are, or how old you are. Um, yeah, and I think that Boy Meets World Boy Meets World really accomplished that.
1: We went to the table a couple of weeks ago. Do you guys know what he
4: means when he says we went to the table? Table read. Table read? Okay. You're this is a very astute I, I know, movie. but I want to make sure everyone's on the same page. The table. The, table. the mattresses. Go to them. <laughs> yes, go on. Sorry. No, go.
1: You're getting left. Oh. So anyway, <laughs> have I told you
4: about downtown Austin? <laughs>
5: That didn't get as much love. laugh.
4: <laughs> well, if I kept going, it would be really... All right, sorry, go ahead.
1: I, I don't even know what we're talking about. What are we talking about? We're, 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 I tell you, I the forget table. the question we're every going time to you table. start talking. Oh, we went to the table. <laughs> we got, I, we're talking about... <laughs> we went to the table a few weeks ago. We were just talking about it on the way here. And uh, they said, what are What are we going to do this week? What What topic are we going to explore? What lesson are we going to learn? And I said, we're doing God. And they said, you can't... What, you can't I said, we're doing God. We're going to do belief and what it is to believe in something. And we used Farkle as the loyal opposition, as the scientist. And we used an event that happened between Rowan and Sabrina to examine the value of belief. And when we read it at the table, we expected that what was going to happen was that Disney was going to call and say, you can't do this, you go too far. What happened instead was we received a phone call that said, this is the type of thing that we believe elevates our company. Thank you very much. And we were left alone to do an extraordinary episode called Girl Meets Belief, um, and the episode came. I, uh, a bunch of my kids are here. Um, Danny, Danny is here. We're walking down 3rd Street in Los Angeles, and I found the dollar in the street. And I bent to pick it up. And Danny says, put that down. And I go, why? And he said, that's somebody else's dollar. And Danny's 18 years old. And I, I, I said, no, it's my dollar. And Danny said, someone lost that dollar. Someone's going to come looking for that dollar. We're in the middle of 3rd Street and the light is changing. I said, I am taking this dollar. This is my dollar. I will give this dollar to charity or buy you an ice cream cone. And, and, and so what happened is I never forgot this because my kid had a belief. My kid's strong belief was that somebody lost that dollar. It, it, it wasn't recycled. It wasn't mine to find. We start the episode with that and that Riley sees that Maya has a particular belief, and then it escalates, and then it escalates. And I don't want to say lessons learned, but the, the real human drama that happens in that half hour is so wonderful. And I feel so blessed to be able to bring you guys this kind of show with these people that I, I don't know how to answer the question in any other way than to say um, it's as if Boy Meets World, in whatever quality that was, never ended and re-began. It just simply continued.
2: Mm-hmm. For even, you know, did any of those lessons from Boy Meets World really stick with you all these years later? Um, is there anything that that stands out that when you shot it, you really sort of got it?
4: Um, I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, I always say when I look back on Boy Meets World that every episode kind of has, you know, a special place in my heart. And every episode kind of registered with me, Um, especially the wrestling episodes with Vader. (laughs) Um, But I do believe that, again, as Sabrina was saying earlier, I was going through those life lessons at the time as well. And I think that all of them had an impact on me and sort of helped shape me. So, again, I I think that's really what's special about the show is that you know we're we're talking about things that maybe some other shows don't talk about and we're exploring it in a way that maybe some other shows don't explore but i would defer to the girls and ask them if they think you know this should i mean we've already been working together now when did you guys start well november of uh well, two, we November of november 2000.
3: 2013 yeah. yeah
4: so do you guys feel like already i mean i feel like the show is and you know what's interesting sorry is that it years later you'll have a, a thought or someone will come up to you and mention an episode and you'll go gosh i remember that and it you, you know, these things shape you. And I think, you know, when you look back on your life, it's not like, oh, I definitively remember like this experience in my life turned me. I mean, there are those experiences, but I think it's little moments that happened to you as you're growing up that kind of determine and shape who you are. Anyway, I'll let you guys talk.
3: <laughs>
4: uh, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: I, I know one of the lessons that uh, was a main part of an episode uh, was that people change people. and we find ourselves saying that almost every week now. It's kind of crazy though. It's it's really hard to word every episode's lesson within three words but that one's always stuck with me um, because I see it happen in life every single day. You know, I'm changing every five minutes. Um, I think we all find new opportunities and we figure out new things and things that we never knew before and it, it changes our views on things and it makes us want to try new things and life is constantly changing and progressing which is why it's so good that we get to write this show Well, I don't get to write it, never mind um, but I get to, we get to be in this show um, because we get to experience all of that
4: Everything changes except my, my hair Seems No,
2: that doesn't same. change <laughs> Still Exactly the same. the same Anything for you, Rowan, that stands out? Um...
3: I don't know how many times I've texted Michael or went up to the writers and just been like, how is it that you guys managed to always somehow write my life as it's happening? Um, no, I'll read the script and it'll be like, oh, this is literally happening in my life just like in this particular situation. Um, and it's really helpful, I guess, to uh, learn those through scripts and learn those while acting it. Because um, it just, I mean, you, you absorb so much while you're acting. And I think um, our characters, like Sabrina said, are just changing, and we're changing, and um, Michael's making sure that the characters change with us, and that they grow with us, um, and yeah, that's... it's That's, that's also the other
5: yeah. thing, they're writing like for us, like you were saying, because mm-hmm. even uh, Peyton and Corey, who aren't here, but play Lucas and Farkle, um, they're teenage boys, so obviously they're changing, they're going through things, and... Even
3: Augie's changing. Augie's, <laughs> yeah.
5: Believe it or not, there's deep stuff. Um, <laughs> but... But yeah, and I think our writers are so understanding that we are people and we are going through changes and they write that for us in these scripts. It's super helpful and it's just really good to know that we've got great people looking out for us.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I want to make sure we have time for audience questions. I have a feeling there might be a lot. So, um, anyone? There's two. (laughs)
4: Uh, they've given me a lot more advice than I've given them. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if... I, I, these girls are really smart and they're very accomplished and they're... They're they're going to be fine. But I, I don't look at myself as someone who should be dispensing advice. Um, <laughs> in any capacity. But... Uh, <laughs> i I don't know, I mean, I, I guess in some way, I try and just lead by example, but I you know I, I I think they're we have a strong commitment to their education, and you know they have wonderful teachers on the set and in terms of their life, I mean they've got wonderful parents, they've got michael they've got me, they've got great role models, they've got great friends, so I think they'll be great
3: um and just to kind of add on to that, it was really comforting, I think, and I speak for the entire kid cast as a whole, I think when I say this um going into this and knowing that Ben and Danielle. Stayed just wonderful, wonderful people, and knowing that we always had access to those people when we were on set and like we were surrounded by such good and positive people that definitely influences Serena and I, and all of us. Um, and so it was never anything that you know anybody had to particularly say, it was just kind of knowing that. Ben and Danielle were there and they had always stayed, you know, brilliant people and while you do see stuff about kid actors, you know, going off the rails or anything, you don't, the media tends to not write about the people who have stayed really, really good. We also um, have
5: really good parents. Yeah. And that so, helps a lot. you know, some people are just not as lucky but we'll be good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> By the way, their, pa- their parents are in the back of the room so that's, they, ha- they have to say that.
1: Yeah, Danielle is, uh, what do what we call her, Mama Bear in, in, in the last episode. Uh, Eric is, uh, did, he, did we tell you? He, he wins. He becomes the senator from New York. Let me break that information. Yep. Eric Matthews is going to run the world. And uh, you'll see that episode coming up. Uh, uh, um, it's, it's a good one. And I'm telling you, at the end of it, you'll go, yeah, yeah, this this could happen, and he's probably a better <laughs> senator than most. But, but, um, and so his code name uh, for for um, uh, Danielle is Mama Bear, and his code name for Corey is Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what 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 happens is everybody is influential on on the set. But I want to ask you something. We've been sitting here for 40 minutes or whatever it's been. Uh, forget Ben, because you already made your judgment on Ben. <laughs> L- the- these- well, don't forget me. These- <laughs> Rem- remember me fondly. Please. <laughs> the- these two girls, what you've heard, the way they speak, who they are, you cannot fool an audience. This is real and Genuine. And we were lucky to find them, and we are lucky to be able to hang out with them. They are lovely people. And for as long as the show sustains, we will influence them only as much as they have influenced us, really.
3: Um, I'm going to be 100% honest. When I was auditioning, I thought that that's what they would kind of want is, um, you know, Lucas to be the Topanga and everybody to be that. And then as we started filming this season, I kind of realized what Michael was saying is that you guys have seen Boy Meets World. Um, and if we just did Boy Meets World, like Ben said, maybe you guys would watch for a few episodes, but then you've seen it. So it kind of gets redundant. Um, and so I think as the season's went on and as we started going through different episodes, um like Sabrina said, we're just constantly changing and our characters would be changing with us. Um and so what once originally may have been more Corey has now bled into, you know, Corey and Topanga with a little bit of Riley. And and then I think the same for Maya.
5: Yeah, I think Maya's even taken stuff from Riley and I mean no, I mean, all like, the characters take other, stuff from each other we're even, each even other in real life day. too. Yeah. Um but like our breakdowns didn't say, you know, Maya be Sean, Riley be right. Cory or Topanga. You know, it was it was one of those things where we go in and we we read what's on the paper and we try to make our best uh, interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you know we're growing as Sabrina and Rowan and Maya and Riley are growing and we're just kind of figuring out life together.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a great. Way to put it. Are we going to see more more family stuff for Maya um, as Sean comes back and he kind of start to feel a little bit of a surrogate role as well um but with her mom
5: oh yeah uh, my mom's amazing uh cheryl texier who plays katie is like she comes in and she's she's she one of my favorite characters in the show but she's um she's such a great part of it and the episodes that we filmed that aren't out yet like girl meets hurricane which is one of my favorite episodes uh oh, she was just yeah it tells a lot about um that relationship and then i think we're gonna meet my dad this season but i don't know who he is
1: We're doing something uh, called the Forgiveness Project. Corey has, uh, Maddie Nelson is going to write. We haven't
3: filmed this yet.
1: Yes, uh, Maddie Nelson is going to write this episode, and uh, it's just such a great idea. I I really love this idea. Uh, What happens is Corey gets up in front of the classroom and says, forgiveness is the word on the board. You've lived long enough that things have happened to you that it's time that you forgave something. And everybody has something that they come up with to forgive, and it's their project. Of course, Maya is confronted with: Does she forgive her father for abandoning her? Mm. The answer is stunning. Uh, we will meet the father, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but the but the episode itself that says that what is forgiveness. And do people deserve forgiveness? I, I don't know who else is doing stuff like this. And so it makes me just love coming to the table every week. But that's going to be a remarkable episode. And it will star uh, Maya Hart's father. You'll get to know who he is, why he left, and is he forgiven.
2: Well, is that season two or is that more season
1: three? We're going We're back on the plane to shoot it. That will be in season two. Season two is remarkable. We really escalate the series.
5: Oh, okay. Um, I think it's on. I guess it's on. Okay. is it on? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, hi. Hi. My question is, um, so what were your expectations going into this project, um, and how did it, like, compare to the reality of walking on the set for the first time? Mm.
1: That was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should do it I don't I've been talking so I swore I would shut up.
3: Yeah, shut up.
1: Uh I I don't know the
4: expectations I I don't know I mean I think our expectations that's a difficult word for me but I think that our we hope to make a great show that 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 had an effect on people and that helped people or inspired them or even made them laugh for a minute. Um that was my expectation is to just do a great TV show. Um versus the reality um i've been blown away with the talent of the cast with the quality of the writing with the production of the show and uh it's just been a it's been a wonderful experience for me personally and uh i mean i say this all the time but we're nothing without our fans and the support mm-hmm. from you guys and so i think you know that's been really overwhelming is how enthusiastic you, know, you guys have been and how passionate you guys have been about the show. That's meant the most to us.
1: I run this little Twitter account called because uh, I'm old now, and they, they taught GMV me how v- to do it. Tw- it. And I can't, I can't, it's like potato chips. I mean, you just, you, and everybody immediately responds to what's going on, what they want, what it's they like don't want. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing. And, and, and so every day I just read what everybody has to say, and the level of passion for these characters is extraordinary. It's the most rewarding thing he's in the world. He's more addicted than we are. <laughs> We're teenagers. No, but
3: he's right. Um, no, there's really incredible things. Like, people genuinely have grown to really care about Riley and Maya and all of the characters. And they already cared about Cory and Topanga. But it's nice to know that, like, the Boy Meets audience accepts all of our characters and cares about them. And now we get tweets. Like... You know just stuff that shows that they genuinely appreciate our characters and i think that means a lot especially for the kids and i because um you know we were a bit intimidated coming in because we already had a different audience um and so it's, it's really nice
1: to see those tweets and everything there's one girl who <laughs> writes 19 times a day and explains why
4: she may be here
1: sean has got are you here are you, I What's can't your say handle? your name. I can't. I can't do it. Uh, but but why Sean must end up with Angela. Making, <laughs> making the assumption that he doesn't and why he has to... And I'm reading this, and it is the most compelling... She is launching into character psychology so and why it has to happen. If the world is to continue, <laughs> if you have this much influence on anybody's day at all it's astounding and we are so appreciative of the, the the level of care that people have about these characters that we work very hard to 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 keep that trust and and if you if you go to this what's it girl meet what's it girl meets writers girl meets is that I, I don't know what it is he
5: doesn't know
3: what it's on twitter handle gmw writers no, no,
1: he changed it. Girl no, I didn't. Meters. No, that's what it is GM, GM, BMW writers, yeah, girl writers. meets writers, yeah. It's not General Motors. He just wants right? followers, guys. That's what we're getting so, at so here. So he basically so, you yeah, so to follow girl him. Me, girl meets writers. Read, read, Take a minute and read. Just read what people write. Read what I'm it's, writing. It's, <laughs> no, not me. Not me. Not me. They're, they're, I'm just. They can't read I'm, your I'm, like, I'm trying to defend Michael from is this onslaught of his Twitter account than any other
2: show he's ever done. No, no, they can't. They can't. Well, to that point, you know, social media wasn't something you had to deal with or wasn't a, an influence on the show the first time around. Because you are sort of getting into it, do you find yourself being influenced in terms of story because of what fans perhaps want, or, or do you try to stay away from it?
1: I wanted to get rid of it. So the first episode after the pilot was the cell phone episode where Corey yep. came out strongly against cell phones, and then Riley and Lucas... Finally, got their heads off the screens and looked each other in the eyes, and Corey realized he created much more problems and then handed yeah. back the cell phones yeah. to the clip. Yeah, um, I think we sort of got rid of it. I think it's false. Um, I think in television it's false. This is just an opinion. Um, the reliance on that lovely, clever text and then show the blue box on the screen, and that it's like it's almost saying to you, here's radio. On television. Because all of a sudden, isn't that clever? We're reading what's on television. And it's astonishing to me because texting is the absolute number one mode of communication of this generation. And what does that do to your emotional growth? Those are stories. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself, you know, when you read these tweets, are you personally influenced in the stories you write because someone wants... You know, Riley and Lucas to get together. And now that you can get more face to face feedback directly from the fans, do you find yourself influenced? And do you you girls ever feel like, oh, maybe that we should do it because the fans want it?
1: Well, I would be, but I'm spending much too much time on a Twitter account. (laughs) No, but I I, I don't,
4: I personally, I mean, I'm not a writer on the show, but I don't think you should be led by what people are saying. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, it's nice. No surprise. But right. it, it, it's just it's interesting, but if you are led in that direction, if we were listening to that we never would have done Girl Meets World, we would have just done Boy Meets World and it would have I think you have to kind of stay a little bit ahead of it. And I mean it's important to listen to what everyone's saying. Do you know what I'm
1: saying? But I also think that if you are going to teach, if you're gonna use if you're gonna use the show as a forum and it's a classroom show, then what is most important and it's where it's what Belgium 1831 is about and it's what the entire arc of the series is about is these friends and the ability to go through emotional arcs with friends, feel one way about them and then another way the next day. This is real life. How do we do it? Because we're losing the ability to do it normally if we rely on people literally reading our thoughts as opposed to looking at our eyes and reading how we feel.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, We have time for a few more. Um, All the way in the back. Hi. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Um, Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We see you. (laughs) (laughs) As an 80s kid, you know, I grew up with Boy Meets World, so I know... Um, I'm comfortable with that show and now watching the girls yeah, so now watching the girls and their lives now it's so different from when I grew up Right. Um, but I want to know the girls take on when they look back on Boy Meets World like do you see it as dated do you see it as like oh that's old fashioned <laughs> like what's <laughs> what, do
4: you, what do you mean my clothes were so hip and trendy
3: those dinosaur t-shirts were something those hoods <laughs>
4: I was the king of the hoodies. <laughs> every, I, every, by the uh, way, and now hoodies are so cool. So
3: I well, was ahead of I head. was
4: really a trendsetter. The big yellow sweatshirt with another sweatshirt on top of that, and then another oh jean chuck. I was cool. Boy, was I! Ho- I was always hot. No wonder. I was always Five a little layers. a little clammy on set.
3: Now he knows. Okay, sorry. Um, to answer your question, I think uh, once again, Boy Meets World. The reason why it hasn't gone off the air since it started on the air is because no matter what time those messages take place, you could put them in. Well, I, I think you could put them in any time period and they would still make sense, um, which is why I think you know Boy Meets World has lasted and why these characters are so cherished. Um, and I think we're trying to accomplish that with Girl Meets World. We're doing similar lessons, uh, you know, but with this time period. But like I said, these lessons can still apply to anybody. So I don't think we look at it as dated or anything like that. We, we watch it and we understand, you know, why it had such a great following um, and why it means so much to so many people.
5: And just appreciate it because literally no matter how old you are, you, there's a really good chance you're going to go through one of these problems in your lifetime. Um, so I think that Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World, I mean, there's, yep. it's just appreciating the lessons that they gave us.
4: And also I think that's, again, what's unique about the show and special is that they they are lessons that are i don't want to use the word timeless but you know they're relatable at many different points of your life and you it's can timeless. S- <laughs> yeah, yeah yes it is but if i say our show's timeless it just no 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 do you want to no, hang no, out with that guy you, I don't. Really i'm on a timeless show <laughs> but i think that you can appreciate the lesson of the show at different points in your life yeah. so if you watch it at 13 you might look at it one way but if you watch it 10 years later 20 years later, Uh, (laughs) you can appreciate it from a different perspective and maybe possibly get a different, you know, a a different take on it. So do you have something? No. Next.
5: Yeah. Okay. Hi. Hi. Hi.
4: Did you say Ben? I'm timeless. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Isn't that scary? Like, what are your on that? How's well, I mean, I don't think that I'm looking at Corey now as, as Mr. Feeney, although I'm starting to think that some of our younger fans might be looking at me like that, but he was old. I mean, <laughs> I'm young and hip with my hoodies. Um <laughs> But I I haven't approached this character now saying, oh, I'm the new Mr. Feeney, or I'm the role model, or anything like that. I think I'm just a hip uncle. Um, I think I'm just taking the lessons and the episodes that we're writing and working on every week and just really trying to do something good with it. And I I really believe that the show is important for people and could be useful for kids. And I think we're talking about great things that not a lot of shows are talking about, and we're teaching good lessons. And... I, I really am passionate about the show and passionate about the character and I, I, just, like, I just like being the teacher and the dad and I, I'm just really enjoying it. So I'm not really looking at myself as the role model or like the iconic figure, even though I'm timeless. But uh, I, I'm just going to milk that joke.
1: Yeah, it's, all, it's is, over. Is, it over? is, is that horse. it? Yeah. Potato chips. But, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> t- t- tweeting is what, like... I, but, <laughs> but let me answer specifically one thing that you said. There's an episode coming up called Girl Meets the New Teacher where Jonathan Turner comes into the room. He's not dead. Watch, watch Ben's reaction in that episode when Turner comes in. Um, when Bill Daniels comes in, it's, it's really something to have Bill come back to the series. Um, but when Tony returns, watch the levels between Ben and Tony because he becomes student... And it's really an interesting episode. And that will answer your question. What is the dichotomy between Feeney and Corey? But there's another middle level, which was Turner. Uh, And watch what happens. One One more? There's so many.
4: Two
0: more.
2: more.
1: We'll stay here
4: forever.
2: I was
0: just... (laughs) Has the show been picked up for the third season? Or are you guys working on the third season? Or? We
1: are on season two. We're in the middle of season two. Um... We will we, uh, we'll probably hear about season three in a month or so, but it's, it's not time yet to be picked up. It's too early in season two. Uh, we're going to do at least 26 episodes, maybe more in season two, and we're at, we're at around episode 16. So we're, we're a month away from getting any news like that. But we, we've been successful, and, and we hope it'll be a long, healthy run.
2: Yeah. We could do more. <laughs>
4: Um. Well, I don't wanna just end on me, but I will. St- okay. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Even though you are timeless. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. The, jo- the joke's dead. Yeah. The joke. I'm no, uh, gonna
3: hear it in, <laughs> in the middle of filming next week. Um,
4: I will say that I I think initially it, I was a little apprehensive about being Corey because I didn't really understand who Corey was all these years later in terms of, is he funny? Is he wacky? Is he, what, what is he? And and now he's a teacher and a dad. And so I think at least initially while we were in rehearsals for the pilot, I think I was a little apprehensive about how, should I be serious or should I be stern or should I be goofy or I don't know, but I think things eventually take on a life of their own. And I think that's just what happens with all of our characters. And, you know, you kind of get into a groove. So I I was a little apprehensive, but eventually everything settled
1: in. Is there another one? Yeah, right here. Um, Are we going to see Morgan? We are going to see Morgan. The question is which Morgan, isn't it? The one at the reunion? I wanted to do this Olsen twins thing. Disney won't let me do it. I wanted to. Every other camera cut would be the other. (laughs) We are going to see Morgan. We're going to see her soon. Hi. Um, Michael, I think you touched on in an interview
5: before talking about um, seeing uh, what Corian Topanga did in those 15 or so years uh, between Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World. Are we still going to see that soon?
1: We are considering uh, showing you Corian Topanga the lost years. But I, but I, I have to tell you that what's important to us is... The growth and evolution of these two girls. I, I don't want to say that, that, that Corey and Topanga are to this series what uh, Rusty Russ and, and Betsy Randall were to the original series. I think it's a different dynamic. But I do think that what is important to realize, and Sabrina was talking about it before, the show's bimodal, we have two audiences. And I I would ask for patience from our adult audience to under to understand that the really vastly important service that the show performs is an illumination of what this world is for the younger audience. And it is necessary. You're cooked. The, 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 the very young people that we are doing this for as well are still in the pot. And I think that it's very important to influence them positively and correctly. The answer to your question is yes. We're going to get to it. But I want to get to it organically. Um, there's an episode that will be coming this season called Girl Meets Cory and Topanga. A lot of that will happen within that episode. It will be this season, but nowhere near in the way you expect. You're going to love what happens. I just don't want to give it away.
2: Uh, okay. we'll, take, we'll take one more. <laughs> What's the favorite thing about your characters that you play? Uh,
3: uh,
2: okay.
3: Um, <laughs> I guess it's that Uh. I've learned a lot from Riley, Um. and I guess the number one thing I've learned from her is just how caring she is and how considerate she is um and how maybe she does get too involved but it all comes out of a really genuine and just caring and supportive place um and she's totally innocent and totally just fun and she cares about everybody so much and i think that's definitely something that um everybody can kind of take from yeah
5: uh, my favorite thing that I've learned about Maya, and I say learned because I have learned it over time, is that she's a lot smarter than she thinks she is, because uh, I think everyone pictured her or thought that she should have been, like, you know, the dumb one or just the one that doesn't do good in school, which obviously we've established that she doesn't because she always says she doesn't, but really she knows all the answers. She she is very intelligent, and she's, she's very much um, an observer of things and a watcher and just controls a lot in her head. She's kind of freaky but really cool.
4: Uh, I really, really am enjoying playing a dad and I'm enjoying playing a teacher. I'm having a lot of fun with it. No. I'm not having fun with it? No. I am. Uh, I'm, I'm just really enjoying being on the show and I... Oh, boys, that is... <laughs>
1: Do you want to say what your favorite part about Uh,
5: playing Michael
4: is? Or being?
1: My favorite part about playing Michael is coming to work with these three people and the rest of this cast. No, 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 no. Because I've been on television shows where I say to my wife, Tell him I'm sick. (laughs) This is one where I am sick that tell them I'm coming in. I just hope that we have given you something uh, that that you can appreciate and and that you can enjoy. In, in in the end, it's an entertainment vehicle. But in time, just like Boy Meets World, it became a little more, and that's the best thing we all can do and say about these characters.
2: That's a great place to end. Um, thank you guys for being here, and thanks to you all. Thank you. Thank you for so much. coming thank for the first time and for returning. Um, Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the festival. Thanks for coming. Yay. Thank you.
1: Now leaving nerdist.com.